Welcome to Running Poles. I'm Naren Angus. And I'm T. Statman. If Coach ever heard what we were actually thinking. Or drinking. We would definitely be running. Leave the bath in Stillwater. Carrie Everly just threw her first <laughs> career no-hitter. This is a hustle flight right here by Statman. And she gets in just under the tag. She drove that ball out deep to left center, and we've got a brand new ball game. Statman just not pulling the trigger on that. Looks like it could have been slightly low. And with two strikes, that's when you have to protect on Hey everyone, welcome to Running Polls. Today's guest from my childhood, we played rock band and had food with a light bulb from the Easy Bake Oven. Growing up as kids in between softball practice, we have Maddie Westmoreland. She started off at Indiana where she was first team all Big Ten and the academic team, can't forget about that. And then ended her career at Texas Tech where she was academic all Big 12. Welcome, this is crazy, full circle. It is truly full circle, but thank you guys for having me. I'm really excited. It's crazy that we're both graduates and we're done. Like we're adults. We're adults now. <laughs> no more easy bake oven. <laughs> we didn't talk for a very long time, mostly because we realized we had a phone number conundrum that I had a the wrong number under. So you know how on an iPhone you can have multiple phone numbers for somebody? Yeah. So I was, I was texting her number, but for whatever reason, I had a wrong number of somebody also under her contact that I thought was her sister. And I texted, I swear, Maddie's correct number. But then this was four years ago. And then it said, this is Chloe. <laughs> and then I asked Maddie for her number, like more recently, I was like, I swear this was her number. Like, that's so weird. And I, it's the right, I have her right number. And then I text her again and she's texting me back. And then that Chloe person <laughs> four years later says, who is this? <laughs> I don't so, even like know when you screenshotted that to me, I was like, who is Chloe? Like, is this like an alter <laughs> ego moment? Like, <laughs> what the hell like, like did she change her number I don't know if it's yeah. some glitch in the iPhone that's also texting because her I have her dad her mom all under her contact so it's not like the phone is also texting your dad and your mom every single time I send you a text right I don't know I hope not I have to, I'd have to ask them but shout out to Chloe if you're out there well I'm glad you guys figured it out so you ended your career at Texas Tech and you transferred from Indiana. So tell us about, about that whole process, because obviously every single person goes on their own journey when they, when they play college sports. So, yeah. So I think honestly, I was either like the first year or the second year where like the new rules of the transfer portal were in place where it made it like so much easier. You could literally go to your, um, I think you could honestly go to your advisor and just get signed off and then like get ready to go. But um, I finished summer classes at Indiana and I just kept thinking about it. It was like a week before school was supposed to start. And I was like, uh, life is too short for me to kind of stay in this middle lane. And, you know, I'm not really happy here. So I want to experience something different. And so I decided to put my name in the portal and, um, Texas Tech was like one of the first schools to kind of pop up. 
um, the coach at the time actually DM'd me on Instagram, like slid into my DMs, <laughs> as you would say. So uh, that was kind of crazy, but I thought it was really cool. Um, and yeah, I went on a visit there, loved it, and decided to spend my last uh, two years or three years with COVID there. So it was a great time. How was that with going to tell your coaches that you were going to, hey, I'm going to leave and I'm putting my name in the transfer portal? I feel like it's always like those tough conversations, you know what I mean? That you're just like dreading to have, you don't want to have. Because at the end of the day, like I was, I was, and I still am very appreciative of Indiana and my two years there. And, um, but yeah, I remember I like sat there and I was like, Hey, like I had like the, Hey girly, like text message moment. (laughs) It's like, Hey, so I'm leaving. And I would say it did kind of come as a shock, but um, it was like five minute, com- 10 minute conversation. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready for something different. So, so yeah, it was, it was interesting, but, um, but an important conversation to have. Did you talk to like any of your teammates or anything um leading up to making that decision did anybody know if I'm being honest I don't think like anyone really knew which was kind of kind of crazy because like I said I went to summer school the first full two terms like we were literally about to have like a I remember we were about to have like a welcome and like meeting were you doing summer workouts too Yep. I was doing full summer workouts. It came as a shock for me too. Cause I was like, I was ready to, you know, spend year three. And then just after like thinking about it for a while, I was like, well, uh, I do kind of see myself leaving. So after I did tell my teammates and stuff, it initially was a shock um, for sure, just because it was so sudden And I think too, like, I literally had such a short turnaround. I literally had like a week or so to figure out like where to go to school because school was starting. So I was like, I had a little bit of a rush in the transfer portal, but yeah, I think it was, it was quick and it was sudden, but um, my, I think my teammates understood. Well, at the time, I remember I was at Softball America. And your name popped up and I was like, oh my gosh. So from the media perspective, I was like, oh, this is huge. And at the time, like Texas Tech was kind of a program on the rise, right? Mm-hmm. They had a couple good years um, and a lot of attention was starting to, to lean there in that, in the big 12. And, but for you, I know that, I mean, once you put your name in, like anyone can reach out to you. So coming off the years that you had, did, were you just bombarded like with emails or DMs or, or was it a little quieter because of the time of year? It was crazy. I will say I actually have like a funny story. So I was so overwhelmed by the amount of emails and calls, which again, I'm, I'm beyond grateful for. It was, it was truly such a cool moment to feel like, wow, like there are a lot of schools out there who 
like are interested and it was really great so I was so overwhelmed at one point I actually (laughs) I had two puppies at the time two golden labs and I went on a call I was like nonstop on calls for days and I went on this call and I left the door open because I was so like mentally like like so busy with these calls and these emails and so I left the door open and I was like on this phone call with this um guy from like Ohio University and all of a sudden my golden labs which are puppies they're like months old they are like literally like running running everywhere like all over the road and like it was just a it was so crazy like they were lost for like they were lost for like 15 minutes thankfully this like elderly couple picked them up but that just goes to show I was like so overwhelmed at the time with phone calls that my dogs literally like left and they were like gone and I was like what the hell is going on right now but it was crazy but thankfully they're back and they're safe and I'm a good dog parent I promise (laughs) full disclosure (laughs) I'm a good dog mom were there any schools that reached out to you that like you had turned down to go to IU that came back around hmm what was crazy for me though so Indiana was actually like my first official offer oh like ever so I really like growing up like the recruiting process was actually not the best for me personally I actually had a really hard time recruiting um and so Indiana was like my first like official offer um so yeah coming to a moment where like in the beginning I was really not recruited like at all like let's be real and then um going in the transfer portal and then being recruited like crazy like a lot more um that was definitely a different experience for me I was like I'm not used to this so then so you make the decision to, to go to tech and um it was a little chaotic Mm hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is a great word to explain. It. It's a little chaotic. Uh huh. So, Definitely. how did you handle that? Knowing, like, oh, I'm at this, I'm at a new program for me, but holy smokes, what just happened? Yeah, it, it to me was, it was just a crazy, crazy experience. Um, I went in there and, you know, every transfer student can relate. You're in there for like a fresh start. You're in there. And I think one thing as a transfer student that you really hope for and you really want is just like a long-term coach. You know what I mean? Like you want some, some sort of consistency and some sort of like normalcy, I guess. You know what I mean? Because I... I had um, two head coaching pairs at at Indiana. Mm-hmm. I was recruited by a different head coach, and then they got fired, like, right in coming into my freshman year. So I was used to a coaching change at the time. Um, little did I know that I would have two more head coaching changes at Texas Tech, 
which was wild to me. So I would say my, obviously like my career and my experience um, definitely is abnormal, and unique to say the least. And one that I was not expecting, but I think it's an experience where I gained like a lot of growth for myself and a lot of strength that I didn't know I had because you're forced to deal with it. Yeah. How many head coaches did you play for total in your career? Total, I technically played for, played for four. As a whole group, I was involved with five different head coaching staffs. So it was like, it was like just a crazy experience just it's to me with my five years it was almost like every year someone was different yeah Um, but yeah so truly truly a crazy experience to say the least wow I can't imagine that yeah it's like (laughs) you can't really start like a relationship no you know what I mean? And like, it's like, what do I say? Like, hags? Like, how do I like? Have a great <laughs> summer. <laughs> Maybe. See you again. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting having five different coaches. Um, I don't know if I set a record or anything. Like, please let me know if I do. We'll take a running total. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how was having that extra year? I was a DH, so... I was chilling. I was like, <laughs> I was like basically a bullpen catcher slash DH. So I was living my life like while everyone was. And plus, like, I played like, I did not play a lot. So to me, torturing the body, I was like, I couldn't really relate because <laughs> I didn't play much. <laughs> what was your workouts like? Because some programs are more heavy heavy weights versus running some are more running versus weights what what was your program so my first two years at Indiana was like extreme heavy running like heavy running heavy lifting long distance running like oh like crazy I was not ready for that but I will say that when I got to Texas Tech I was like oh like this is nice like um the strength coach at Texas Tech I think the max we ran was I think like 60 yards in like one one full distance you know what I mean oh not even a gasser just 60 yards yeah because they they did not believe in running long distance for softball right so I was like I'm not gonna argue with you about that (laughs) 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 I was like I totally agree like I was like I was like, great job. But um, definitely the older that I got, I would say I was starting to feel it. Like, um, I was definitely, yeah. And I was definitely less, the weight that I could go definitely got less and less. Um, And I was okay with that. You know, I feel like when you're like an older athlete, or at least for me, I kind of accepted that point. I was like, you know what? Like, the bar is good. Like, bars, bars good. Let's put a two. Like, I felt more comfortable being okay with the fact that I wasn't lifting as heavy as I was my freshman and sophomore year. 
And for me, especially my COVID year, like my 2022 last senior year, I was like, let's just maintain it like as best as we can. Like, let's just try to prevent as many injuries as we can. And for me, that honestly just meant like not taking as many extra reps, stuff like that, like, or not going like all out on the weight room. You know what I mean? Like, cause I, I see people all the time, like push and push and push, and then they mess up their back or they mess up their knees or they mess up their shoulders and stuff like that. And for me, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to maintain at this point. Right. I've seen people slip a disc lifting and in the, in the lifting yeah squatting what I don't remember doing? what we're doing slip, slip oh. a disc I don't know oh my gosh that sounds horrible yeah but mm. it's really interesting to hear the different philosophies that different programs have because mm-hmm. I know U of A's evolved over time with what they were doing because by my senior year we were lifting pretty heavy during season but it was very like active and it was manageable. It didn't feel like we were lifting heavy. Yeah. So it's very interesting to see what different programs do because all, everyone knows that Oregon just squats. Like we all know that they just lift or at least they yeah. used to. Yeah. It's different. It's interesting how different it is. Like some, some people that I know will PR, like try to PR every week, like at some colleges, which sounds crazy to me. Cause like we never like tried to PR ever, oh. like at Texas Tech, but at Indiana, we had like testing. I think at the end of the semester, every semester. Yeah. So it's just interesting how they're all different, but we all like, of course, play the same sport. At Indiana, you were all Big Ten, mm-hmm. like all Big Ten freshmen, all all everything. Um, and then your playing time changed when you got to tech. Mm-hmm. So how, I know, like you talked about how you're trying to maintain, but like, how do you, how did you handle that? Like going from playing every day and to seeing like that time slowly diminish. Yeah, it was definitely, I would say at first it was really hard for me, like very hard Um, because for me at Indiana, I played every single game and I like I had so much playing time there, but my mental health at Indiana was really bad. Um, So I kind of came from a switch to where you know, I transferred to Texas Tech and mentally I was in so much of a better state. Um, I really loved the university, which I also loved the university at Indiana, but, you know, like I, I, I really felt more at home at Texas Tech and I really enjoyed it there. And mentally I was at a better state, but kind of flipped to where, you know, I didn't play really, I didn't play a lot. So It was hard for me mentally, and I think especially um, my first two years, um, I depended, like, a lot of my self-worth and a lot of my identity into, like, my rewards and my stats and um, stuff like that. So I think I had to kind of learn things the hard way, if you know what I mean, and 
had to learn about myself and my identity and I was kind of forced to <laughs> whether I liked it or not you know at Texas Tech where I didn't face like I didn't play much and I didn't get those awards like I did at Indiana um so it was definitely a good it was definitely a change for me my first year was extremely hard but I think my last two years I kind of came more of a of an acceptance of it and uh yeah it, it was definitely better my last two years but my first year here at tech was extremely hard for me your story of using the portal like for your personal your health right mm-hmm. like you you needed to be in a better headspace you needed to feel better about you um shows like kind of what the portal is for like in a in a day and age of mental health and a lot of people talking about you know the importance of of being happy and not struggling every day um I mean I don't that's just my opinion of it like I feel like I feel like that's what it's for um and not necessarily loyalty or um you know winning or like where do I get more playing time or, you know, th- things that uh, a lot of theories that are on the, the social medias are being tossed around. Uh, how do you feel about that? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. And I think that I don't really like, like to use like my story in a sense, you know what I mean? But also I feel like um for me transferring still even though I did not play much even though my softball career wasn't traditional and I faced a lot of success in my early years and not really in my final years I think transferring for me was the absolute best decision of my life like mentally I'm in so much of a better state here than I was at my previous school I love Texas Tech I have so much pride representing this university and for me um personally like that's why I'm so thankful for the transfer portal and I think my kind of approach to it and the way I look at it is like if you commit to let's say like someone commits to like a boss like when they're 13 years old and then once they develop a better sense of self and once they start to get to know themselves better um and they realize, oh, wow, like the boss and I don't really share like shared values or like things like that. Or like, oh, me and the boss don't really click that very well. But there's a new job opening where they pay you a lot better and there's a lot better benefits. And it's in, you know what I mean? Like in any situation, no one would ever tell you, oh, well, you're not loyal. Like no one would ever say that to you. You know what I mean? So for me, like if people want to treat softball like a business and treat collegiate athletics like a business, then let's treat it like a business. You know, employees find better opportunities. Employees quit. That happens. Um, it's not about being loyal. It's about finding the best opportunities for you. And like I said, like T, like, you know, we were kind of in a stage of our lives where we were committing when we were 13 years old. Like no one Literally. knows want when they're 13 (laughs) you know what I mean so that's kind of how I approach it and that's how I look at it 
so I'm all for the transfer portal and I'm very thankful for the transfer portal. There's this idea of loyalty that, you know, social media and, um, but the world has changed so drastically that my sister, she works in marketing in, in LA. And she says, if you don't leave your, if you don't get promoted, then you find a new job within a year. Mm -hmm. That's how things are nowadays. And, um, Okay, obviously you don't want just people switching teams willy-nilly, any that kind right, of thing. Right. But there's an idea of holding coaches accountable to being um good coaches, good over overall people who are developing the young woman. We do see like in social media, loyalty, loyalty, loyalty. The world right. doesn't work like, oh, you work at the same place for 40 years. It's not like that anymore. No, it's not. I mean, look yeah. at me. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm, I can't, I haven't stayed, uh, I haven't stayed somewhere longer than like a year and a half, but that's not because it's not because I'm like just trying to hop from, you know, job to job. It's because I know what I'm worth. And I know that I'm in some circumstances, I know that I'm worth more than what they're giving me. And I know that, um, I know that there are other people like, for example, I'm going to use this because this was the most insane time in my life. So when I was at softball America, I loved my job. I loved it. I was every, I got to literally go everywhere and get paid to watch and write about softball. Like it was just, it was awesome. Well, <clears throat> I was visiting my grandfather in LA and all of a sudden I get a text from somebody um, that basically told me they're like, if, if the right person in the right job reached out to you, would you leave softball America? I was like, depends. I don't like what I don't, I honestly don't know what that job is or what that, who that person is, but like, I'd be willing to have a conversation with anybody he goes, okay, that's all I needed to know. You're going to get a phone call in about five minutes. And I swear in the next five minutes, I looked at my phone. And I got a phone call from Oklahoma city. And I was like, who's calling me from Oklahoma? And I answered the phone and it was Patty Gasso. And she lit, she was offering me, she wanted me to be her SID. She had no information about salary she had no information about anything she just knew that she wanted me and she started to recruit me I did not play softball in college I did not try to play softball in college and all of a sudden like not only is the nation's like top coach like reaching out to me trying to recruit me she then started texting me like a recruit and um she knew that I was a huge Dodger fan and the AAA affiliate is in Oklahoma city. And so then she started saying how she has season tickets to the Dodger games and I could use them. And like, she totally just trying to get me there. And so I had the conversation with the associate AD and the pay was like a massive pay cut. And so I was like, I had to turn her down, but like saying no to Patty Gasso is like, uh, <laughs> like who does that? Um, <laughs> but, um, 
but yeah, like, I mean, that's basically to your point T is that like, there's always, it's not about loyalty. If there's, you know, better headspace, better, better benefits, better, my husband's saying better money. Um, you know it, but it's true. Like the day and age of loyalty is kind of over. But I do wonder, because obviously the grass isn't always greener on the other side. So I wonder what the satisfaction rate truly is for those who do enter the portal. Like at the the place where I'm at the school I'm working now, um, I was there. Then I wanted to, I really wanted to teach it. I don't know. I wanted to teach history. So I went to in-person school and then I wound up back at my, the original school I was at. And I'm very, very happy uh, with where I am. But I wonder what those rates are of girls who they're just like unhappy maybe for playing time or just some other thing that doesn't really have to do necessarily with the coaches um, that wind up regretting their decision to transfer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think look no further than, I don't know the story, but look no further than Miranda Ellish, like, you know, spending her first couple of years at Oregon following Mike White to Texas and then sitting out a year and then, and then deciding to transfer to Oklahoma state. Like, I mean, you've got girls that there are plenty out there who are on their third school mm-hmm. and it makes you wonder the other idea too, right now is like NIL, right? Like you throw that in there. I don't know what's happening at Alabama, but I know they've got six in the portal and their pitcher's a queen and has a lot of NIL deals. I feel like, uh, at least looking at social media, but I don't know who's getting paid more. I don't know. But it's interesting about all the speculation with teams and me and Maddie talked a little bit about things that really do destroy teams. Um, mm-hmm. just in general, it's n- obviously we don't know what's going on in Alabama. Um, but there's just like a few things that really destroy teams, um, any sorts of drama, um, period, period between girls, girls fighting, um, girls who are date, like those who date each other on the team, there needs to be some sort of universal rule where you're not allowed to date your teammates. <laughs> I... <laughs> Because I've seen so many different softball programs who get blown up because of girls dating each other on the team. It happened, you know, happened at Arizona. It's happened, say, at, it happened when you were at U of A. Like. Yeah, it happened there. Um, it, it happens at many, many programs. Um, it's just, it's just one of those things that you're like, but why does this need to happen? Coaches can't, from what I understand, they can't say like, they can't dictate who you can and can't date. They right. can't tell you like, oh, like you can absolutely cannot like sign a contract. They can't do that. They can encourage it, but they can't force you not to. Just um, like our hair color, how we can't like at U of A, we had some rules like you couldn't show tattoos. Um, can't have a natural hair color. And because it would be very weird if coach was like, all right, don't date anyone on the team 
find someone in gymnastics, find someone in soccer, <laughs> find someone somewhere else, but you can't date anyone on this team. Like that would be a weird conversation, right? Is that even a legal conversation that they can have with us? I don't know. Like, I don't think so. Can that be a team rule where you're not allowed to date someone on your team? I don't know. This is a, you two have more experience in this than, than me. I think just like my, um, I would say my biggest piece of advice right now for like incoming transfers is kind of like wherever you go, this is one thing I wish I knew. There is always going to be something happening. You know what I mean? There's always, I don't want to say always, but from my experience, there's always like team drama. There's always been people who don't agree with coaches and there's always like stuff like that. So I think that would be just like my biggest piece of advice is what, is what you meant of like the grass isn't always greener is that I thought when I went to the transfer portal and wherever I went, that like everything that I didn't agree with or things that I didn't like would all disappear. And I would be like rainbows and butterflies in a whole better situation at Texas Tech. You know what I mean? So I would just say like wherever you go, there's going to be things that you, you know, might not agree with. You know what I mean? As a transfer or things that like you might not agree with everything your new coach said or your new coaches or for me, like my fifth head coach, like, <laughs> you might not agree with like everything they have to say but that's okay so my expectation of the transfer portal kind of fixing all of my problems I guess that's one advice that I have is that like wherever you go yeah it's also wherever you go I mean women when you get a lot of women <laughs> you get more than 15 women some programs have 24 women maddie you were talking about how texas tech's gonna have 28 next year yeah i think i'm like pretty sure they i'm pretty sure they can't bring like anyone in wow i don't know crazy yeah so our locker rooms too like we only had like two people um two super super seniors leaving and our locker room is like is like only has like three empty lockers and there's like a handful of people coming in so that will be interesting I think there's a little remodeling but yeah well what happens when when you get a new coaching staff in do they have free reign to like rearrange what they have like if they decide can they cut people can they like, how does that, I don't know how that works. Like, because now Texas Tech is going through another coaching search. So whoever they bring in, are they going to be like, okay, well, this, this is, I've got 28 girls on this roster, but mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want right. 10 of them. So <laughs> what happens? Uh, That's a great question. If I'm being honest, I don't think that you can cut people. I don't think you can um you ask people to leave I think you I think you can have that conversation to kind of facilitate like hey we don't really see you playing here you know what I mean but in terms of cutting people I think you have to wait like the full circle year interesting 
So it's very interesting. And I think it will be very interesting for the new coach coming in because from my experience, every new coach that that I've had, they bring in old players Mm -hmm. from their previous school. That happens all the time, um, everywhere you go. And they also bring in their commits, like from their previous school, they'll have them, you know, yeah, uh, commit to, to Texas Tech. So it'll be interesting because our roster or their roster size is so high. I don't even think they can bring any people in. And I, in terms of recruiting and committing, I don't know moving forward how they're going to work with that. So there's no money to give at that point. Yeah, with co- yeah, COVID too. Like, I think some people have those two more years with the COVID year, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that'll be interesting. I don't know who they're going to bring in. I've heard rumblings, but even at that, it's like, I don't know. I feel like, well, that conference is only going to be around as that conference, like with who they have for another year, year, I think two years before Texas and Oklahoma leave for the sec. But even with that, man, I don't know. Oklahoma, those girls are built differently. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't, Yeah, <laughs> I watch, I watch them play, play against some teams and you're like, damn, like, what did they have for breakfast? I, yeah. <laughs> their whole life. Oh. And they're they? like the nicest people in the, in the absolute world. So you can't like, <laughs> you can't get mad. They're like the most incredible group of people. And like, it's, it's so great too. Cause sometimes like, ask like hey do you guys want to pray like after our after games and I'm like can y'all pray for us (laughs) (laughs) can you guys pray for us like (laughs) is this what this is can you make the guy in the sky like us a little bit better today yeah like can we can you guys pray for us to not get run rolled is that a possibility here (laughs) but yeah jokes aside they're they're such an incredible team and they truly are like the nicest people and like it's it's so cool to see and you can't help you can't help but not root for them you know you can't help but not want to see them grow and see them like continue this legacy so it's incredible what is it like like being on the field or being near the field when Jocelyn Allo hits I'll be like on the bench and I'm like scared for my safety. <laughs> oh, <laughs> there's that. Um, like I said, it's just it's incredible to watch her composure is so is so great. And her power, oh, if I was a corner position and Joss, I would be in the outfield. I would be like Mario Super Slugger, like <laughs> over the fence trying to catch it. Like she's just incredible. And you can like I said, you can't help but root for like all of them because they just take the game of softball like beyond anywhere, you know, mm-hmm. that we've really ever seen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, it's almost like you're watching history itself and you're like, how far can they go? How much can they continue to like, to push the limit? It's, it's crazy to watch. I think what they're doing is so good mm-hmm. for the sport. Like I've had this conversation with people before. And 
I have had the opportunity to go to the Women's College World Series three, three times, four times. I don't remember. But I truly believe that like what has what the WCWS has be has become is is because of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And like whenever there comes the day where Oklahoma isn't one of the final eight teams standing, like the audience is going to look a lot different. And so what they're doing for the sport is just so big and so important. And I know a lot of people like to root against them. They just want to see, you know, Goliath fall. Right. 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 (laughs) I want to see like an eight seed win. That's what I want. I feel like even though like this tournament's been a start, there have been so many upsets already. Like, oh yeah. Like what there were, I think there were like six people who hosted who didn't make it through. Uh, five. Yeah. Yeah. Four. There's cause there's four, there's two super regionals that are featuring teams that were not hosting. So T's T's Wildcats are are going to Mississippi State. Yes, that was. I very... don't mean to laugh, but like, no, it's fine. It's it's one of those things where we're like, <laughs> are they gonna make the tournament? They did terrible in in pack play, and but then people were saying Arizona had no business being in the postseason. You know, and then. Really? It's all about just like making postseason. Like if you make it, you have a chance. Surprise! Like, yeah, do they like they they made it? Like it's fine. And then you know you get if you get hot in the right time, it doesn't matter what you did during season as long as you can kind of get to the tournament. Right. You just gotta get there. How we got there? We got there. Okay, but the the (laughs) committee like. Good on the committee. Yeah, I think. And that was the argument that a lot of people made, too, was that Arizona got in on reputation. And, and look at look at where we are now. And look at what's happening. Like, if they did get in on reputation, like, good for the committee. But the other, the other one is Oregon State and Stanford. And, I mean, Stanford went into Tuscaloosa and was like, we don't care. (laughs) We don't care that we're in here. And that, I think that storyline with Alistair, like the last time her team was sent to Tuscaloosa was when she was at Minnesota and Minnesota was ranked number one in the coaches poll. And everyone thought they were going to host a regional. And instead they got sent as a two seed to Alabama. And then she took a team who wasn't even I mean, I think they were ranked 20 something, maybe Stanford. I don't know. I don't know, but they kicked ass and took names. So, and now that, and now the host team has fallen apart. So, I mean, yeah, this matchup is interesting because Oregon state leads the series two to one. Yeah. I mean, think about it. So between Oregon state, Stanford, Mississippi state and Arizona, two of those teams are going to the world series. Right. I don't, I didn't have any of them going to the World Series. It's more fun this way. It is. 
Welcome to the Kvetching Corner. I could kvetch about anything. What do you want me to kvetch about? Okay, so I have to complain about how old people, old men tweet when people are transferring that student athletes nowadays are softies. And you know what I mean? How you see like old men, like not even like woman, like, like the subject, I feel like men, like the subject could not pertain to them by any matter yet they somehow make it about them anyways like (laughs) how old how like these guys will train like will tweet like oh like student athletes nowadays just complain about everything and they're just softies and that's why they transfer and I don't know I just want to complain about that because first of all like I was coached by my dad so I'm not a softie like Anyone who can relate to be coached by their dad, like, we are not softies. But also, like, we played the game for so long, and we're very strong, mentally tough people. Like, and plus, like, T, you know, playing for the Birmingham Bolts was no joke. Like, we, we played under a lot of, a lot of mentally tough situations. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Old men. It's just so funny to me seeing like these comments of like when people transfer and instead of just like not saying anything, people will say like, you're just too soft. You're not loyal. You're not committed. And it's like, no, dude, like it's you don't even know the whole story, but you just want to like you just want to go on your old Twitter page and tweet. And it's yeah. Are you surprised some of these old men even have Twitter? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, where did you even come from? And it's always like the profile picture is like, it's like, come on, dude. Like, what? You're judging me? Like, come on. Oh yeah. Well, and it, it was so funny too seeing this whole Alabama thing, um, whole thing blow up, and like. Alabama has transfers. Yeah. So, like, are they against transfers? You like, can't leave. You can't leave Alabama. Like, that's a it's a I way know, of life. But like, I like it's a way of life. The, the, it's just like funny to me because it's like these people will be like, "I love all of our transfers coming in. I'm so pro the transfer portal." And then when someone leaves Alabama, they're like. I hate this thing. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, you can't play both sides. Because you know what? With all these people leaving, guess what they're going to bring in? More transfers. Like, that's just... <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the name of the game. They're just going to bring in more transfers. I'm trying to find some tweets from old men. Per- proves lack of cohesion on team and lack of leadership. Also shows that Murphy did a terrible job this season. I am a Murph supporter. I bet dollars that the Bama coach called out some of the girls and they took it personal, which they should have played like. <laughs> which also is so funny to me because, like I said, like 
growing up with a dad as your coach, when you played bad, you knew that you played bad. Like, let's be clear. Like we had parents growing up. You knew, (laughs) you knew when you did not play well. So it's funny to me when people are like, oh, they just got called out. And it's like, we've been getting called out our entire life. Don't worry about that. I feel like we could go on and on with like mean tweets. Thankfully, when I like went and I was in the transfer portal, like I got no mean tweets. Like, I feel like if any old man were to tweet about it, they'd be like, Indiana had a softball team. Like they would be like, thankfully, I didn't experience it. But seeing other people experience it like today, it just sucks. and I feel for them. And Alabama's on such a pedestal, too. And then when Montana Fouts posted her post about coming back next year, all these people are like, well, that answers that question about all the transfers. (laughs) I was like, I don't, I don't think so. But do you think that, oh, this is so bad to speculate, but do you think the post by Montana Founts is kind of like a, a jab at the girls who are leaving? I thought that hundred percent. I thought that too. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And it took the attention away from the girls leaving and put it and put it back on her and and then one by one everyone's like saying basically the same thing and and then you've got I mean there's a tweet someone should put her her tweet on a t-shirt like I mean I'll die on that hill so very 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 me and Dixie sweet home Alabama roll tide and amen that is an Alabama thing Bury me and Dixie roll tide and amen. But it's very interesting because she did mention Coach Murphy. True. Is it defend like is it defending him? Is there things that are obviously many people are crapping on on coach, but when that many girls are leaving, I feel like it could be an entire mixture of things. Tia, did you kvetch about anything? Was that your kvetch as well? Your mean tweets? No, I can. Yesterday I went to the dermatologist and I had four things removed and in the lidocaine, they put epinephrine and I had a reaction to the epinephrine and I was not okay. So I had to sit in the office. Marin. All right. What am I kvetching about? Oh, this 19 year old coworker who just gets on my last nerve. And <laughs> so, oh my gosh, like every day. He's like going around trying to start shit and he says something about me to somebody else. And I'm like, I haven't confronted him yet, but one of the other kids that works there is like, don't do it in front of everyone. But like, I'm like, like it's something it's so stupid. It's stupid shit too. Like yesterday was um, like, I give lessons uh, and um the night before, like one of the kids is supposed to text, like all of the instructors, um, their schedule of lessons for the next day. And I didn't get a text, but there was a check mark next to my lesson saying that they were confirmed. And so I was like, okay, how come I didn't get a text yesterday? And this kid goes, well, I texted you. So you're going to need to check your phone number in the system to make sure it's right. I was like, I get a text every day. Like, I know it's right. Everyone else has done it right. 
And so he shows me his phone to show me that he texted me. And I was like, oh, your area code is wrong. Like everything else is right, but you put in a wrong number. And he was like, oh, so then he went around and told everyone I gave him the wrong number. I was like, that's stupid. We're adults. I was like, listen, listen, I am 30 years old. I have a husband and a two-year-old stepdaughter. I don't have time for your 19-year-old bullshit. Like, (laughs) just stop. It's so dumb. And I don't get paid enough money to put up with your bullshit. Well, thank you so much, Maddie, for being on the show. So, such a thrill. This has been so awesome. How can my dad and other people find you on social media? <laughs> how, can, how can the old men tweet at you? Yeah, how can old <laughs> men? I'm about to get like flooded with so many <laughs> tweets. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay. What's my Instagram? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what your Instagram is. My Instagram is <laughs> at Maddie underscore West with two T's. So M-A-D-D-I-E underscore W-E-S-T-T. So yeah, you can follow me on there. I'm not really active on social media, but I have been retweeting lately a lot. So (laughs) So my Twitter, (laughs) okay, I made these when I was like 14. So my Twitter is at M-A-D-S and then West, but I decided to go a little bit crazier this time and have three T's instead of two. So you can follow me on Twitter at Maddie West with three T's or at Mads West at three T's at the end. So give us a five star rating and subscribe to the Running Pools podcast on your favorite podcasting service. Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and even Apple Podcasts. Woohoo! please give us a five-star review and leave a little comment so we know that you're listening. You can follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Running Pulse Pod and on our website at runningpulsepodcast.com. Did you change the spelling of your name? Because in my phone, it's I M-A-D-I. Did. So I did when I, fun fact, I, <laughs> really weird. I was like a freshman in high school. <laughs> so stupid let's already start off I was really like in a stupid mental state and I was like you know what I want to be like a little bit edgier but keep my name so let's go with m-a-d-d-i-e instead of m-a-d-i so I thought I was like like really thinking there but yeah I did change my name a long time ago